Last week on Gleeboot, it was the season four ballot, and we established the only thing anyone, including the listeners, remembered about season four was the mashup of Let's Have a Kiki and Turkey Lurkey Time, because that was voted best and worst song, and that episode was voted best episode, and newsflash, that was definitely not the best episode. (laughs) It was, actually. (laughs) It is the best, because it's the only one I can remember. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's, I guess, what we missed on Glee That's Boot. what we missed on <laughs> It's been well, a while, folks. That's why we're a little rusty. Gleeboot. So, like, Glee actually was trending at some point during our break. Um, Who did what? So, a conservative podcaster, I think, said that Glee is uh, created woke culture and <laughs> radicalized a generation. And all these people were posting things like, my daughter used to watch Glee. Now she thinks we're racist and she won't come into our house. <laughs> or like, <laughs> all this stuff like that. And people were like, yeah, Glee invented it. And then like quotes or t- old tweets from... Uh, ben Shapiro being like, Kurt's going to lose his gay virginity. Like, Glee is a satanic assault on America. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, you know what? Here's what I'll give Ben Shapiro. He stayed pretty consistent <laughs> with his tweet quality. So... Uh, like all this stuff and some of you were making memes and <laughs> it was like the Glee agenda and they're singing let's have a kiki turkey lurkey time and it's a shot of a woman screaming and the cat is like <laughs> conservatives um, I made one put on our social media to remind us of what Glee's definition of minority is, mm-hmm. is a, it's a person in the Glee club so you could be white and straight and athletic but if you're in a Glee club you're a minority yep so just a reminder just a reminder that that is apparently the invention of woke culture <laughs> it's it's so funny because like in a way Glee I wouldn't say radicalized but like introduced families to a lot of different ideas that they wouldn't have otherwise had access to because of the current media or the landscape the media landscape at the time but then like watching it now it's like oof there's a lot of rough stuff in here that like maybe they should have been more woke just the 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 complicated dichotomy of that is so fascinating it is how i found out what gay people were other than whispered conversations from adults that that's why pedophiles existed what yeah 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 so even before i knew it was gay i had a fear that maybe i was a pedophile because that's what people said about feminine boys that's, yeah that's so strange i'm sorry you had that experience <laughs> yeah seriously sorry about that uh you know logic leaps of people who don't yeah. understand the world yeah that's how the catholic church would get around like when the boys visit the seminary that's how they'd be like oh that's how we're getting rid of child abuse we're getting more masculine priests <laughs> And now I look back and I'm like, oh yeah, that's Ooh. the problem. That was the problem there. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, how were your holidays? How was the break for you guys? It was a great time to just relax. Yeah. And, yeah. I, uh, I'm glad it's over because it was just like a lot of stress leading up to it and having the gifts and all that stuff. But like in the moment, it was great to just like be with family and just kind of hang out. Like I think... Christmas day I think by like five or six o'clock we were all just like laying on the couch watching a movie is great yeah I watched Luca for the first time and cried oh it's cute I love that movie it's such a cute movie um I have to go back and watch it because I okay I didn't like it because 
in my mind, when I had watched the trailers, I thought it was something completely different as a story. And then it wasn't that story. And I think I was mad. <laughs> and I just kept making fun of it the whole time. Lyle knows exactly what I'm talking about. I didn't even say the word Luca. Um, so he was really liking it. I was like, this is awful. But I think I just needed to give it another shot. Yeah. Um, My holidays were pretty good. I went home to visit family and uh, by the time I got back, I was real happy because I, <laughs> let me just explain myself here to the viewers. <laughs> I love my family. I love them. She calls them a lot more than I call mine. Yeah. Yes. I talk to my family all the time. We do Zoom calls at least once a week. It's, it's like so we're, we're close. But when I live in my apartment with Colin, typically we only see each other maybe 10 hours a week. Yeah, like we'll have times where we go and we talk a lot and we hang out a lot and other times where we're just like, oh, we need yeah. our own space. Yes, you know? a lot of times. It <laughs> sounds like a healthy roommate relationship. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> um, so when I went home and I got to spend all of my hours with my family for, for 10 days, it was rough. It was a rough period yeah. for me. I literally stayed up until like three o'clock in the morning just because everyone else had gone to bed and I was alone. <laughs> You're like, I need alone time and it can't just be sleep. It cannot. <laughs> it doesn't work. That's Introverts funny. know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is I had a similar experience and I'm very extroverted, but I went over to my sister's and Rafa's family on both Christmas Eve and Christmas. And by the day after I was so tired of social interaction, I like literally wanted to scream. I was yeah. like, I was like, I can't. I'm fairly certain it's gotten worse, like during the shutdown and lockdown. And I'm still working mm -hmm. from home, so yep. They're all like retreated into this little shell that I am just fine in. Thank you very much. No one needs mm -hmm. to come save me. But it also makes it a little bit more difficult when I'm trying to like interact with people. Yeah, I've forgotten a lot of my social skills. I think. Good thing I have this podcast because otherwise I think I would forget how to speak English. I highlight highlight of my holiday though. Um, I went to Knott's Berry Farm for the first time, other than Knott's Scary Farm, and I bought a season pass because Roth was like, "We're getting season passes," and he was there and he was like, "You'd rather be at Disneyland, wouldn't you?" And I was like, "I mean, yes, but those passes are significantly more expensive, and you can go significantly mm -hmm. less." Um, yeah. But they, we saw... I actually thought it was an actual berry farm. <laughs> I didn't know. I mean, they have berries, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but we, I saw the peanuts taught me the true meaning of Christmas. Mm. Um, yeah. And then uh, this, it was January 2nd. So it was the last day of their Christmas stuff. Yeah. And the sleigh bells, uh, Christmas acapella group were there and they gave me very glee energy. <laughs> glee needs well... pentatonics. Yeah. I was like, can't wait to talk about this on the podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that was my holiday. Um, and now so, it's 2022, which is a year, apparently. It is 2022? Yeah. Okay. I was like, is it 2023? <laughs> yeah. I had to write 2022 today, and I was like, there's too many twos. My, uh, my sister listened to Taylor Swift's 22 at midnight. Makes sense obviously Taylor's version yeah. I missed midnight because Lyle and I were watching something oh that's right we were watching Venom 
So we started hmm. with Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 3 to watch a horrible version of Venom. And then we watched the two Venom movies. And we were like right in the middle of the, the second Venom. Uh, and I looked at my my phone. I was like, okay, 8.57 or 11.57, I'll remember. Uh, about 10 minutes goes by. And I was like, well, we missed it. <laughs> but that's what we did. We, I missed, you know. Uh, Spider-Man 3 is an amazing movie. It is the highlights of my childhood. (laughs) Honestly, like watching it as an adult, I was like, well, the first thing I said was the Sandman in that movie. It is a worse CGI version of Sandman than the 1999 Mummy movie. (laughs) Like those are better special effects in 1999. Like if you watch them back, like side to side, I'm, I'm going to tell you, you're going to feel the same way. Yeah, no, it's so bad, but so good. <laughs> yeah. But have you seen Spider-Man, what is it, No Way Home? Yes, I have, <laughs> which is actually what, what sparked it. I was like, oh, like, I kind of want to go back and watch the Sam Raimi movies. And then we watched the third one. I was like, yeah, I think I know what this is about. I'm good. <laughs> I remember yeah. now. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. all you need to do is watch Spider-Man No Way Home and you're all caught up. Yeah. That that was a really good movie. I kind of want to go see it again. Yeah. It was great. But no spoilers. It's so, no spoilers. so too soon. Um, and our guest has been patiently waiting for yes. this conversation. <laughs> and patiently waiting for us to figure out how to watch Glee post in a post-Glee on Netflix world. <laughs> yeah. Um, so shout out to our guest, LA actress and comedian Natalie Naya. Hey guys. Hello. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. We're back to season five. We are ingesting this garbage every week <laughs> and questioning our life choices. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. So, welcome to the party. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, and also, just like for the listeners out there, there's still like no legal free way to watch Glee that we can tell. So we went ahead and bought season five. So like we said, I think last time on the podcast or maybe before that, we have now invested money into Glee. So yes, $20. It was $20. Actually, it was $13.99 because we had like a 30% offer being like the first purchase on the platform. Oh. Uh, okay. But season six, if we buy it on there, will be $20. Oh, well, which doesn't seem last fair. Episodes. I was going to say, but I'm pretty sure it is still. I don't know. I'm not going to think about it until whenever well, we have to. Economy, huh? Yeah. yeah. Glee is <laughs> in hot commodity. It has to be like, <laughs> like a full price. I actually thought about buying the DVDs because it, actually may have been cheaper to buy two season five dvds mail one to myself and mail one to you guys but from what i know the little i know about season five and six i think we're at the worst season right now i think six oh. is like so weird that it's kind of a slightly better that we're right. still in it we're, we still have to watch like 22 episodes right this is a 20 episode season okay minus two there's a 20 lot. episodes yeah. so Thank it's a dollar an episode yeah, actually, I think it's a dollar ninety nine if you buy them each separately. I know that's some bullshit. <laughs> These episodes are definitely worth fifty cents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's pushing it, honestly. Yeah. 
So Natalie, what is your Glee journey, your Glurney, if you will? Um, yes, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Um, so Glee came out when I was a freshman in high school. Um, and similarly to Colin, I grew up uh, sheltered Catholic. I went to a Catholic high school. Um, and I remember that fall of 2013, we did our softball team bonding experience and we slept over at a senior's house and we were watching Glee. And like, wow. she was like, yeah, you don't have to tell your parents though, okay? Because of all <laughs> of the, the revolutionary things and just uh, the whole, we're going to portray gay people. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Being introduced uh, to woke culture, if you will. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and she was like, but you don't have to tell your mom. And uh, then I started watching it. And then after season two, I was like, oh, I can't do this. Um, not for any of the things, like any woke things. I was like, this is just getting bad. <laughs> so um, when you asked me to be on it, I was like sick. And then you're like season five. And I was like, shit, I don't know any of these people. I know like five. <laughs> so yeah. that's, that's my glurney and, mm -hmm. uh, but I'm loving it. I'm, I'm here. Awesome. Let's bring Glee back into your life. Yeah, we start yeah. you off on what is arguably the worst season. Well, and it's it's funny because my room, my old, I just moved in alone, but my old roommate, she works at the high school that Glee is based off of. Oh, so, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I, fascinating. I like went on a few. real high school? Or a set in a real LA high school. So there's a choir there was a choir here in LA um, that okay. the whole thing is sparked from. Why it's not like based in like, Ohio. Why didn't they just say it's in LA? Because show choir they, is bigger than the Midwest. I have Allegedly. no idea why, but so I grew up there. But, I've never even heard no, of know. choir. I know, but like it's not that big, but theoretically it's slightly bigger than the Midwest. Continue, Natalie. <laughs> yeah, so so uh that was something that I was thinking about while I was watching it. And I was like, oh, I wonder like if it's super accurate or if it's just like, here's a competitive glee club. I don't know. But yeah. yeah. It's interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. I dated like on Tinder, like a few like video dates, a guy who went to that high school while they were filming Glee. And mm, he'd be like, you want to use the stairwell, but no Kurt and Blaine are having a conversation. So you got to go somewhere else to get to class. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> That's so interesting. I guess I just thought of it as a, like they hired extras, but these are just like actual students walking in the scene past people. I no, I think sometimes they have extras. I think most because right. I've also dated someone who was a Glee extra, right. um, a Glextra, a Glextra. Um, what a credit! What a credit! <laughs> yeah, but yeah. who am I to judge people's credits? Don't look me up. <laughs> Um, I never thought about that, but yeah, I mean, that would make sense if like they're using a school, like they can't just shut it down during production yeah. all the time. They probably just shut off, like cut off specific yeah. hallways and yeah. stuff. I yeah, wish I you could see like someone like turning the corner and being like, oh shit, and like turning around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? I bet if you look closely, we might probably see something like that. I, I would not be surprised. Well, anytime anyone wanders onto the camera, they're going to need to get like, get them to sign something so that their yeah. image can be released. Yeah. So I wonder if everyone had to sign that when they went to school there well, during I, that time. I, I would doubt that it was on during actual school, like during 
session, like during um, weekends only, maybe the calendar year, either it had to have been on weekends or summer break. Summer. Right. Because you can film a whole season in a couple weeks, a couple months. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, I don't know. That's something to look up, though. That'd be cool to know. I still don't understand why they put it in Ohio. I don't get it. It's because they want to make fun of Ohio. That's why. Like me. Ohio <laughs> is probably the easiest Midwest state to make fun of. I don't know. Yeah, it's just, Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. Good for that. They have a whole song about it in the music, man. <laughs> what's uh what's the alcohol situation for everyone? Um, I was drinking a white claw. Now it's gone. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go get another one. Yeah, oh, I finished my timing. Samuel Adams cold snap white ale. Oh, interesting. I've got um so I went to like a paint and sip thing a while back with my boyfriend's mom and sister. And Lyle so kindly brought us our alcohol from the grocery store next door and bought like 5 million of these sangria things. So I'm still drinking whatever's left like three months later. And it's very sweet. Capriccio sangria. I'm kicking it with the OG water. Ooh, H2O. You know, I got an early morning tomorrow. Yeah, feel yeah, that. Um, so do you take the BuzzFeed quizzes, Natalie? boy did i okay oh yeah you want to hear these results yeah yeah we're ready so i'll do um which glee character i am uh i got finn hudson um and it says i'm a kind person and a leader and i know what to say to motivate people and how to bring a team together and people find it easy to confide in me and reach out for help okay nice okay yeah I was a, I was a huge fin head, okay? In the OG <laughs> days. He was so a pretty likable character, especially early on, yeah. Yeah, oh, he yeah. was. So innocent. Um, and who is your Glee boyfriend? Okay, this guy's a super cutie. Couldn't tell you who he is. Uh, <laughs> Sam Evans. Oh, yeah. We love Sam. We saw yes. him in concert. Oh. <laughs> Um, so it says he's a total nerd and I'll love him for it and he'll make me laugh all the time Um, and that is what I desire in a man there you go those are pretty nice results I mean my dad got Rachel Berry so (laughs) (laughs) Sam was in this episode for about five seconds he was he he had a little sing a little song a little part of a song (laughs) And he said gay marriage good. Ooh, yeah, I yes, also yes. noted that down. And I was like, here you go, Sam Evans. Woke. Ally. A woke <laughs> ally. Woke culture people were in Did it. Did not like the new haircut. No, not about it. Um, <laughs> strange that his hair grew that much uh, in, oh, I don't know, four days? Because that's the timeline that we're going with. Oh yeah. So Natalie, we're actually in the middle of a school year in this season, unlike past seasons where they like finish a school year or they get to a certain point where it makes sense. This didn't make sense. That makes sense. Cause I was like, um, why is Archie still here? Or Art is that Archie? Artie. 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 Yeah. Artie. Look at me. Why is he still here? Yeah. But that made more sense. Um, okay, that was yeah. Cool. yeah. Uh, but on the haircut, 
loved it. Didn't know it was oh. impossible to grow. <laughs> no time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this episode that Alyssa described is making her feel like a pinball machine. Yes. Um, yes. Specifically, not I. I'm not the machine. I'm the ball. Mm-hmm. The machine was the episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I get yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There's just thumpers and bumpers wow. all over the place. Lots of flashing lights. It's a yep. lot. Lots of mustard colored pants. <laughs> oh, yeah, too much yellow. Lead into that a little too much. So much Slightly. yellow. Too much yellow. Yellow sunglasses. And it was 2013 when this was filmed. And I will recall that my school colors were yellow and no one wore that much yellow. <laughs> <laughs> not even our uniforms and i yeah i thought at least with that much yellow in the episode we were gonna hear a version of yellow submarine i was on the same i was on the same wavelength i was didn't like even beatles, think about that yellow submarine well that's submarine. later beatles though because wasn't oh, this right. episode yeah. didn't they say they were doing the beatles for two weeks yeah and i was like wait a second is this episode gonna span two weeks i still can't tell but, Are they actually going in order of like when the Beatles released yeah. the songs? Yeah, like the eras. Did they? <laughs> Beatles are famous for their eras. See, I didn't realize like each song like Taylor Swift and when Kesha. they did it in the episode is by era. Uh, I don't. I think it? they did a lot of early Beatles songs. Yeah, that's what they said. The first week is gonna be early stuff. Yellow Submarine is like when they're like heavy into acid later in their career. Mm. But I don't know. still too much yellow honestly yeah. i wanted tina to sing maxwell silver hammer <laughs> let's i i just kind of wish they didn't do a beatles episode so now this makes me think are they going to do a later's later beatles music episode next week, next week? Beatles week too yeah oh no that's why it was the first thing one of the first things i said to colin when we were watching it is like this is when when Shu tells us specifically they're doing two weeks on the Beatles. I was like, this is them telling us we're going to have a Beatles episode next week. See, like well, it does make sense because they are so iconic, right? And yeah, yeah. prolific, iconic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this show is all about Caucasian culture and the Beatles. Yeah, the peak, the pinnacle. I'm glad that Unique was like. I'm not super into the Beatles and I was like I'm glad someone like recognized that that like not everyone especially at that age is gonna be into the Beatles (laughs) yeah because Kitty was like does anyone still relate to the Beatles and and they had a valid point they're like I mean most people still do yeah yeah Katy Perry recently released a cover of love is all you need I I don't think I knew who the Beatles were the only reason I knew who they were was because one of my best friends loved the Beatles and would listen to them on mm. mixtapes, actual mixtapes. Uh. That's a take. That's a hot take. <laughs> yes. My, <laughs> That's the only reason I knew who they were. My priests loved the Beatles and would have Beatles cover bands come and perform at the church. During mass? Oh, that's interesting. Not during mass. <laughs> I'm so sorry. After the holiday comes Hard yellow side. submarine. Hard sidebar. During the Eucharist? <laughs> <laughs> no, it would be like an event in the social hall. and it, You'd go and have a Beatles cover band. No, I want okay. it to be during mass. I just want them to sing like... 
like I don't know, like what's a very quintessential like all the, the only people during yeah. <laughs> uh, like <laughs> communion. <laughs> um, oh, that's terrific. Uh, that's how I first introduced, introduced the Beatles, and my mom was like, "Oh, like because my mom liked the Beatles, she would like play them." And then that was in the homeschool bubble. That was controversial that we were allowed to listen to the Beatles. I would say so. Um, I mean, the Beatles were controversial when they were coming up because it was rock music and rock music was frowned upon by the conservatives. And there was, speaking of homeschoolers, there's this big homeschool lecture that they all liked who talked about how evil rock music was. And the reason that he traced it is because it came from African music. And what? like devil worshiping Africans. You know and, those Africans. And like as a kid, I already was like, this is some bullshit. And then as I got older, I was like, like oh, this is some racist bull. bullshit. Racism, that racism knows no links. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a reach. That's so interesting. I can imagine that listening to the Beatles would be somewhat controversial for like like really religious people for sure mm-hmm. kind of like any secular music honestly that was a big thing well, yeah. we were allowed to listen to secular music we were allowed to talk to people who went to school like wait other kids weren't allowed to talk to other kids yeah like because we go yeah. to this youth group it was a catholic youth group with kids from like catholic school and public school and, and we would go to homeschool <gasps> public school kids and we would invite our homeschool friends and they'd be like oh no like there's like kid, like our parents wouldn't let us and so that's why like it took me till I was an adult to realize how strict my parents were because in our bubble, my parents were like the chill parents. Oh, yeah. interesting. Because they were like normal people. Um, well, thank goodness <laughs> they did that. Because they were it's... like, yeah, do community theater. like Meet other you know. people. <laughs> yeah. Wild. Wild. So, yeah, I remember we had a Beatles CD um, with, like, some of their hits. Then my mom first got us a Looney Tunes Beatles CD where the Looney Tunes sang the Beatles. No. Oh, no. (laughs) Please tell me Foghorn Leghorn was not featured. (laughs) I don't remember. The main thing I remember is Daffy Duck saying yesterday. I'm going to look this up (laughs) When he said there's a shadow hanging over me, like a literal prop shadow, like, fell on him. (laughs) <laughs> oh so it had visuals with it too it, it was like an audio drama i guess in that there was <laughs> it was sound effects not actual visuals okay <laughs> and how does that compare to this episode of glee that's a real important question here <laughs> um rachel daffy duck duet in the glee boot <laughs> mm, yes it's happening uh no it would have to be looney tunes is warner brothers so it so would it have, have to be to donald be... duck yeah it would have to be donald duck mickey and goofy oh god goofy <sighs> okay we could go on forever about this but like we have an episode to talk about oh. it's so, it was so bad as you can tell we do not feel like i don't want to talk about it because like it honestly i was really bored and i just like i kept wanting to hit that fast forward button but honestly i've never used voodoo so i didn't know what was gonna happen <laughs> so i didn't <laughs> Oh, you're telling me your New Year's resolution was not uh, no fast forwarding through Glee? You know what? Yes, that's my New Year's resolution. <laughs> I hadn't set one. I'm setting it today. Mark the time, 8.09 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on January 16th, 2022. Yeah, and literally help. next week, I'm going to be like, guys, I couldn't do Yellow Submarine. I had to fast forward. My personal belief is that New Year's resolutions are meant to be broken. 
Yeah, that's why I don't make them. Literally, yeah. people only make New Year's resolutions in order to break them. Yeah. I'm tired of YouTube tell, trying to tell me to use new or figure out how to lose weight. I'm like, you know what? I am trying to lose weight, but I don't need you to tell me all the time, YouTube. Yeah. You know, like, I don't need new. I just need to wake up early enough to go to the gym. Thank you. <laughs> I have New Year's goals. Different thing. That sounds like exactly the same thing. It's not the, it's not the same. Not <laughs> I feel the like same. a resolution is like, I'm going to do this, but a goal is like, I would like to do this. I'm going to work toward okay. this. Yeah. That's yeah. how I would see it. Okay. I like that better. Okay. So this Focus. episode's plots, um, we have uh, Blaine and Kurt. Blurt. Blurt is doubling down and getting together. What happened? <laughs> they got back together and then... Like the next scene, Blaine was like, I'm going to propose. And I was like, and then how, and then Kurt knew about it. How did that happen? That's a good question. That part is a really good question. The two are too big of two jump. Like the jumps are too big. Well, he bought the ring before they were even back together at the end of the last season. <gasps> oh, yeah. Or, see, I didn't see that. Yeah, no, it was no, that was um, deeply uncomfortable. But I cannot wait to talk about the conversation with Kurt's dad in the car because I also was stunned I was like what do you mean you know about this I'm confused he seems too cash very cash yeah Yeah. Blaine is like a robot who only knows how to love and specifically Kurt Kurt so like (laughs) he is just like jumping like like as a character he doesn't know what to do other than just make the next step with Kurt Mm. yeah he has um, no chill yeah no chill he should have dated the guy from the exercise class i'm just saying um yeah that guy had a nice ass anyway <laughs> uh, so uh, i was looking at me I said that. <laughs> uh, okay what else is happening sue is back as the interim principal uh where she some- should be where she should be <laughs> um sue is back that's one storyline tina gets a nice little condescension yeah um, mm-hmm. poor tina yeah this show at this point tina is the only character i really care about so and the show continues to insult my love <laughs> i'm I don't, worried I'm, about I'm her surprised that you even have someone still well it's like tina sam and blank that's i i root for them <laughs> I don't really like I don't care about any of them now yeah I I'm kind of with Alyssa like I'm I'm checked out of everyone's like there's also Rachel that's how the the episode starts so like she went through the audition process mm-hmm. for funny girl and this is sort of like her final callback I know I was literally like I I literally wrote I think my first line is I literally don't care about Rachel's life I and then she's saying yesterday all whiny and okay just as somebody who gets told no all the time in acting okay again don't look me up because there's not much there it (laughs) is so frustrating to see somebody just like move to New York and be like I'm gonna get it (laughs) yeah and then get told no like for how what time is she like the first time basically exactly like it's it's so, and she's like, oh, but then I'm going to dance for him. And it's like, what? That's it's, not how life works. It's the worst. 
Yeah, so we have a Rachel storyline. Hate it. And is that, are those the storylines? Rachel, Sue, Blaine, Tina? Oh, Cardi. Uh, yes, Kitty Artie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Kitty, who is now more of a main character than Marley. Marley had like all of two lines. I'm like, are we oh, going to start counting Marley, <laughs> Marley's lines now? <laughs> um so okay let's talk about the opening and let's talk about let's do rachel first um so rachel <laughs> is doing a barbara streisand impression it's so bad <laughs> oh it's so bad against so opposite uh i don't know how to say his first name properly but ian gruffid who is uh mr fantastic in the fantastic four like not the yes. most he recent one. He also has one. his own TV show, but I think that got canceled. Yeah, that got canceled. Um, and then also, Lyle and I recently just uh, watched Titanic. We literally like finished it last night. He was in that movie as one of the the ship's uh, crew who mans the boat to go back to save uh, anyone who hasn't frozen to death. Uh, so fun fact. Also, wow. you know who else is there? Carlisle Cullen, Cullen of, of course, the Spokane, Washington area Cullens, uh, you know, from Twilight. So, and let me tell you, he's still looking fine. He looks the same. Like, I think Peter Facinelli <laughs> is a vampire. He's actually like really without, a vampire. I like him without the white, though. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. The and hair. the weird looks, eyes and, like, the baby powder on his face makeup. He looks approachable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, it's crazy. I saw these. It's like, wow, two of the greats, truly. <laughs> Against Rachel, she has no chance. Yeah. And then so she overhears them saying she's a little green. Like, oddly, they weren't even that mean. It's true. No, they're absolutely true. She's in like, college. they're right. Yeah. Like, it's freshman. You can't be mad at somebody calling you green if you literally don't have any professional credits. And she's never done community theater. She literally <laughs> only did two musicals in school one of them was rocky horror i just oh i can't i can't i can't do her i can't yeah and so okay so there's two sides to the yes this yesterday coin there's the <laughs> there's the little thing she's supposed to be singing about her audition but also this was the first episode of season Corey. five this is right after Corey has died the show is oh, reeling from right. his death and you can feel mm -hmm. it because I was telling Alyssa, like they leaked later on, not leaked, they announced later on that they had this scene that they had were building towards. That was the end scene of the show. Yeah. Finn was going to be teaching at the high school. Rachel was going to make it on Broadway and she's going to come back to Ohio and come in Finn's door and be like, I'm home. That's how they wanted the show to end. Interesting. And now they can't do that. They So they're like, what is the show even about? What are we trying to do? We lost Finchel. Um, That's interesting. And I did feel I that. I forgot that he had passed in between these seasons. I, I did feel her singing about him and also the the audition. So I would also like to retract the harshness of my earlier comment, but still leave a little there. Yeah. Yeah. I did not Noted. notice that all of the places she went and sang at were places that they had gone together. Colin had to point that out to me. I have didn't a terrible, terrible memory. Did not pick it up at all. Wait, like they that. went to Sardis? Didn't they go there and meet uh <laughs> oh uh, Patty Lapone? Yeah. Was that Sardis? I don't remember, but you might be right. And then they were like that bridge, they definitely talked on that bridge. 
And like they even had the person making like the giant bubbles, which he made what during that scene when Finn and Rachel were exploring New York. Like, oh, it was harkening yeah. back to like the end of season two. Interesting. Uh, and so it was, I was like, oh, this is like, there's some like emotional depth to this. Do they actually yeah. ever, are they ever going to like kill him in the actual yeah. fantasy yeah. show world? But that's the thing is like, Episode so three, I think, of this season. Yeah. Yeah. I think like mm. the emotion we're seeing is actually the show kind of starting to come to terms with that and honoring that because the characters, he hasn't died in the story yet. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Um, so that was yesterday. And then she gets it, Santana gets her a job at this diner. And as she says, she's like, because my dad's would pay my rent forever. And I just want to be working and making it in New York. And I'm when like. When they first come in and they go, I think, I don't know, Santana goes to like clock in or something. Rachel throws her coat somewhere behind a booth. And I was like, this, this is your first day. What are you doing? Did she actually talk about her dad's paying rent? Yeah. Yes. I, I showed that too. missed that. And I was like, aha, I knew it. <laughs> yep. Okay. I noted that. So freaking privileged. Hannah, I'm so sorry. I was up getting my White Claw when you announced what you were drinking, but it looks like you're drinking hot sauce. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's what she needs to get through this episode. Uh, yes, I need to be on fire. Um, <laughs> it is a sangria. Um, okay. but you know what? Looking at it, it does like I can see in like the image that I could see it being looking like hot sauce. It just um, looks like a hot sauce bottle. <laughs> yes, I'm gonna start referring to this as my hot sauce. So yes, it's spicy. Um, it's very sweet actually. Thirteen point nine percent alcohol. That's a that's a decent yeah. amount. All right, it's gonna be a fun night. Very spicy. Um. Yeah. So like. So then she's at the diner and Santana's like, I just show him my side boob to get you this job. <laughs> Don't say that you're Jewish or part black. Um, and I'm like, that part of Lee Michelle's identity, Lee Michelle is not part black, but Rachel is, but that like literally never comes up. But I don't think she is. No, because, because the, the first episode they say uh, her dad's did the sperm donor and then they, they never mixed found it. out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, so I guess I guess she could be because now but I'm remembering like they they basically mixed it, did a yeah. turkey baster or whatever. So like they didn't know. But does that <laughs> just a side note on um sexual education? I don't. It's just one sperm, so it's not like the sperm from her dad. They and don't her, merge. Her dad it's yeah. not a sperm and an egg. So because if you get two sperm in an egg, I feel just, like that's just gonna be a mess. That doesn't work unless unless it was like two unless it was like a twin situation i could be wrong rachel definitely ate her twin in, in the womb that's she would do that <laughs> yeah it's on brand for rachel Granted, i went i went to a catholic high school that did not teach sex ed but um i mean that is my understanding of i, I think you're spot on thank you yeah oh. as someone um. who went to public school with probably equally bad sex education <laughs> frankly Why is sex education so bad in the united states because we're puritanical. 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, my parents would lecture about the media. Don't let the media educate your children. But I got my sex education, sex education from Gilmore Girls in the Office. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, not the Office. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. So then the people come in from the diet. The, di- the <laughs> Mr. Audition. Fantastic and Cullen Carlisle or Kyle, they come Carlisle in, Cullen. And she's like. Not the same day though, right? It's like it's a yeah, different day, right? I think it's the same day. <laughs> I was like, day? She did, I she, think it is. She said she was like, because I just tanked that or whatever, something that audition, like I'm still reeling from it or whatever. <laughs> well, to be fair, I guess Rachel would reel about that for 50 years. Yeah. yeah. So then she's like, hi, yeah, this is awkward, but I don't care because like I'm not great. And like I'm being Never. professional. And I'm like, you're not because you're accosting them at lunch. Yeah. And then she's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to sing for you. And then she sings, it's been a hard day's night. And I'm the like, irony. <laughs> I'm like, you just said <laughs> your parents paid your rent. She's been working a whole day, you guys. Ooh. A whole day day she should be sleeping like a log in that same scene um santana said i guess technically now we're working actresses and her eyes lit up rachel's and i was like yeah (laughs) such a weird scene not only is this like strange because it's her first day and it's just a weird situation but also in what way is her doing her job going to impress these people <laughs> like it's literally her job to sing and dance as a waitress yeah. like also singing they could the hire Beatles. every single waiter and waitress in that restaurant and have a great show just saying like, like actually you're gonna be part of the ensemble right like, yeah. it's not and she's not special <laughs> sorry rachel that's the thing i i don't think the show will ever do this because rachel has been told she's special since day one of her existence but like she needs to be told that like you're one of thousands hundreds of thousands even who want to be where you are just mm-hmm. in college the college you go to so it's like you're not special I just I don't know yeah but her parents told her Whoopi told her she's and then freaking literally the only difference between people who are special and people who aren't special or the people who are special get told that they're special no it's they have money okay okay got it (laughs) yeah that's a good point there you go (laughs) we're on the same page (laughs) yeah even like Cassandra July was essentially like yeah you're special by the time after she bullied her for a whole semester or year i don't know how many weeks it was so oh my gosh okay um so she sings it and is that nothing else happens right yeah yeah no because they're just i don't even think they clap for her everyone else does but mr fantastic is like i can stretch my arms like millions of miles (laughs) like this doesn't impress me And then he sings Shania Twain's that don't impress me much. <laughs> that don't impress That's me. how we work it in into the glee boot. Because Shania deserves a little bit of recognition. Oh, Shania deserves some love. Music. Yeah. Maybe not from glee, but <laughs> um, so that and then she's like, oh my gosh, look at this text from Blaine. And I'm like, we have to leave work early. Yeah, she on my first day. Her first day or her first week. <laughs> and they she- didn't even clock out. Nope. She just leaves their shift. And I'm like, you were just serving tables. Like, 
what if those people need ketchup? Like, what are they gonna do? <laughs> she puts ketchup on someone's fries. Oh yeah, my god, I they died. I was like, what if he's a mustard guy? What if he's a mustard guy? Uh, she's like seeing the number and the guy gets up and is like following her around like I don't want this what do you do can we have new fries please I'm allergic to tomatoes that's why I didn't get tomato on my burger (laughs) yeah oh my gosh so that's Rachel and then that's it because like they leave and then all of a sudden they're in the 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 blurt storyline right yes Yes. (sighs) well that's out of the way yeah so will announces it's beatles week for two weeks um and tina has one of her amazing lines where she says whoa we've never done a lesson for two weeks in a row mr shoe and i'm like they still give this girl all the exposition all the exposition (laughs) you know what and she does it with class (laughs) jen oshkowitz just bought a house she's fine yeah she's (laughs) How do you know she got a house? I follow her on Instagram. Okay. People I, post about that kind of stuff on I Instagram. I follow Leah Michelle too, and I'm still like, why? Um, but she, <laughs> Leah Michelle went skiing recently. Hey. <laughs> cool. Good for her, I guess. Um, yeah. Uh, hopefully she didn't shit in anyone's wig. Um. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, gross. She's a horrible person. Let's talk about Cardi, um, because this is suddenly a major storyline. I'm like, I hate both these people. And it jumps off quite literally like a day or two after in last season, which in real time, can like when this was airing, would have been a whole summer ago for viewers that Kitty went behind Artie's back and told his mom about he didn't want to go to this film school because he didn't want to leave her alone or whatever it was I forgot what the actual like there was there was like what was on the surface and then what he was trying to say and I think I I think he was nervous about going to New York and like being a handy handy capable person there like which is valid yeah Mm -hmm. which I think we said during the episode like we kind of wish like it had actually been about that and had explored the sort of realism of that yeah because boston Um, sucked in that respect i can't imagine new york is gonna be much better yeah but anyway so yeah and then all of a sudden like in the choir room after shu gives the announcement is it kitty or artie that comes up to each other i think it's artie right artie's like your chariot of waste and she like Mm -hmm. pops in his lap and i was like why are you guys i don't it's I weird. thought they were already dating publicly at that point. As I was confused. That scene doesn't make any sense it didn't. in context with later scenes. Exactly. Well, and also, you don't sit on high school boys' laps. Like, right. But you also just don't sit in a friend's lap like that. No. <laughs> no. In, your short, in your short cheer uniform. Also, especially because later she was like, I don't want to be seen with you. And then like, for whatever quote unquote sweet reasons that ended up being, which we'll talk about, but like, yeah. (laughs) But like, I was like, well, then why did you ride in his lap down the hallway? And take him to the carnival. Why is there a carnival? That was not, I mean, I love a carnival, but it was on a school night, wasn't it? 
Yeah. Yeah. These kids should have homework and activities to do. There's no time to go to a carnival. Look, I was like not a popular in high school, but I can tell you what. I don't think the popular kids would have been going to a carnival either. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, they've been hanging outside of the carnival, being like, ew, carnivals. That's probably true. But <laughs> I mean, I would do that. No, I love a carnival. You Who were does cool it? in high school. <laughs> I was not. But yeah, so he's like, hey, I want to thank you. Let's go to breadsticks. And she's like, I hate breadsticks. And I'm like, that's not true. You, you went, went there, there with Ryder like five weeks ago. <laughs> also, why is Ryder in the Glee Club still? Yeah. Wait, wasn't he going to quit? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Natalie, to quickly catch you up, literally at the end of last season, Ryder was like, I don't think I'm going to be in Glee Club anymore. And we're like, good. Goodbye. And then this episode, he oh, he's the- one of the white boys. He's the white boy with the brown hair. Oh, yes. he was the drummer? Yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. And he said, I think he said he related to Ringo, and Kitty was like, were they also dyslexic boys who are catfished yes. by transsexuals? <laughs> um, which in, in and of itself, the fact that he said that he related to Ringo, and then she said that, I thought that was actually kind of funny. But, like, there's no reason as to why he's here. And I'm like, get out. You said you wanted to leave. Go. But anyway... I One less character for us to worry about. <laughs> or pretend to care about. Yeah. Um, also, he had a tan, and that was new. And that was interesting, uh, considering we saw him last in story four days ago. Maybe there was a sick summer in Idaho, in Ohio. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, they had, like, Six one sunny day, sun. and he just, like, sat there. Baby oil him up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like then they go to the carnival, but everyone in the glee club goes, they're singing, they're acting on one of those spinny things. They have already in a wheelchair on one of those. And I'm like, mm, that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. He is driving a bumper car, and I'm like, he can't use his feet. Yeah, well, that was the thing. I was like, is it so that he actually like cannot use his feet, or is it just that like he doesn't have the mobility to stand up because I, I was like, "What is the tracking?" <laughs> I was gonna say mythology well, here, he could but have also been doing the pedal. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. Shared. It's just the the way they represent disability on Glee is they don't take any time to think about how it is in the real world. You know, to think about like how these people live and the opportunities that are denied to them, how hard they work to get the opportunities that they have. And they mm-hmm. just say, oh, it's just like everybody else. They can just do whatever everybody else does. And yeah. like, that has like a good idea behind it because they, in a way, like, yes, they are like everybody else because they are human beings. Well, they, you know? it, they should be afforded the same opportunity. But they often but aren't. not. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So everything that basically, except maybe the, the games that they were playing, I want to say like yeah. all the rides they went on would not have been accessible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, they also didn't take, it would be different if they took the time to show how he got in the ride, right? Right. Like mm-hmm. Somebody helping or making it more accessible. Um, but they, yeah, just glossed right over that because they have an able bodied actor playing a disability, yeah. disabled person. I have to say, though, Kitty does make an excellent point when she's like, you're really going to trust your life on a ride that was built in three days by Carney's. And I was like, I mean, I'm afraid of some of the roller coasters and rides at Bush Gardens that have been there for 20 years. So, I mean, that's a that's a good point. A ride built in a couple of days. Mm-hmm. 
I hate carnivals. The more we talk about them, the more I think I do too, actually. (laughs) I just really don't like the food. I'll go for the food. Really? Like, you know, like an elephant ear or anything? The food scares me more than the rides because they have to transport that. Yeah. Elephant ears, (laughs) I can go for an elephant ear. And for, does everyone know what an elephant ear is? Because that's regional. No. Okay. Uh, I'm from the Midwest, though, so I'm a little shocked that I don't know this. Oh, interesting. It's a piece of fried dough that is just shaped in a big oval. Circle circle oval. And they put different toppings on it mostly <laughs> most of the time it's like just sugar and some powdered sugar yeah so oh so it's a funnel cake kind of like a funnel it's cake. not quite same but almost material but different shape yes the same base material <laughs> a different method of cooking it because i think a funnel cake they would take it and they would kind of like squirt it into a pattern, yes. right? And make it, it sort of squiggled. nesty. Oh, but it's a big, the, they would just take a giant whole? ladle. Yeah. Is it whole or does it have holes yeah. in it? Nope. Mm-hmm. It is a uh, whole big oval. And it's on a griddle thing. Mm-hmm. Not in the oil. It's nope, it's fried. Oh, yeah, no, it is fried. Yeah. But they make it on the griddle first, right? Just to let it set. I think so. I feel like is you would have a, to to get yeah. that. Funnel cake is just straight in the oil. This is obviously now it's a funnel cake podcast. Now I don't know. <laughs> I actually, I think pie. they just did. They just take the dough and they just dip it in the oil. I'm pretty sure that's how they make them. Okay. Uh-huh. Interesting. I actually oh. never really thought about it. I'll have to write a letter to all the carnivals that come to Kansas City, Missouri and be like, where are the elephant ears? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, it's funny. That is my one and only carnival food that I will eat, actually. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. It sounds delicious. It's uh, pretty good. <laughs> so they, because uh, it starts with Kitty and Artie singing in the, in the hallway and then they transition to the carnival. They're singing, baby, you can drive my car. Um, and then we meet, uh, Tabitha Tate from Riverdale, who is playing Bree. Well, I just really quick want to say, baby, you can drive my car, was a bit on the nose with the driving around in the bumper cars. Yes. And actually, Colin can attest to this. When we were in grad school, he starred in one of the music videos that I made and like produced and directed, quote unquote, with my friend during a class. We did the same thing where we went to an arcade and they were like dating dating and doing a driving game. And it was all about driving in a car that's what the song was about and did Patrick say something (laughs) I remember he was like this is too on the nose for me I remember being really offended I watched this Glee episode I just want to say Patrick I understand yeah she's sorry (laughs) oh man listen I didn't say anything in class but yeah you were very professional about it unlike Rachel in this episode yeah you didn't accost him at a subway or whatever i now understand <laughs> so yeah so brie tabitha tate uh she her name is brie with two e's not like the cheese so Doesn't like, she like the the weird cheese yeah and I'm like brie is delicious how dare you uh named after the town in lord of the rings brie um <laughs> that's uh, a deep cut <laughs> uh-huh 
Yeah. Um, and she is basically like, you guys would be super cute. I Instagram pictures of you together. And Kitty is all like, she's a stone cold bitch. She's out to destroy me. And she's like, we should be together. But like, in secret because I don't want to be seen with you. Mm-hmm. She's like, I have to maintain a status to survive at the school. And I'm like, that's a real rude thing to say to a person that you're trying to woo. Yeah, that you undeniably have feelings for. Also, yeah. can we take a sidestep to that picture that was posted by Brie? Uh, she's a fantastic photographer. <laughs> also, Kitty's looking right at the phone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's like, Kitty would know. Everything's blurred except for Kitty going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what iPhone that- did she have? Yeah, really. Also, PSA for anyone out there looking to survive high school. I've done it without <laughs> any any status so and it's yeah. possible you can do it you'll be fine it'll make you funny <laughs> true this is true yeah look at us we're all hilarious <laughs> it'll just build character yeah uh so <sighs> Bree is here now um I'm so excited um yeah uh, <laughs> well is it that they need a new mean girl because kitty is now like being nice to people i think so but kitty is still personality trash but is she now becoming like a more elevatedly nasty quinn because like she's not as horrible as she was but like she's no longer two-dimensional quinn like quips yeah she does i thought of that she does so she's she's not just like straight up evil anymore like she used to be i kind of miss that kitty though i'm not gonna lie but like what's kind of exhausting is they're so uncreative that the villain always has to be a cheerleader and blonde because yeah. che- blonde cheerleaders are evil jk Wait, i'm sure there's a lot of nice the now blonde. because now the bad cheerleader is black, is black. <laughs> Diversity, racism, <laughs> woke culture. Yeah, can't. Couldn't the mean girl like Regina George wasn't a cheerleader? No, she didn't do any cheerleaders at that school. She didn't do any extracurricular activity. That's why she had so much time to write a burn book. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. but she was but blonde. She, she was skinny. blonde. Yeah, yeah. Well, you don't want to go the the way she started eating those bars. <laughs> yeah. You know? Also, was she really fat? You know what I mean? No, no, No. she wasn't. No, she wasn't. (laughs) She was so skinny. (laughs) Still. Yeah. Though, we don't want to go the route of, remember they rebooted Heathers and the villains were like plus size and gay and black and they were like, and the victims were all like the straight white people. And they were like, this is... and like That's the most conservative (laughs) thing I've ever heard like that was definitely written by a conservative who like hates people who are fighting against fat phobia and racism and homophobia yeah, yeah. as and a everyone was show like, this is a bad idea and then it came out and everyone was like who is this for yeah because like, conservatives aren't too. gonna watch this but it was also no. like liberals aren't gonna enjoy it either yeah mm. yeah um heather's is a period piece and i will stick by that um Oh, Wait, no, the show or the, the movie or both? 
The movie and the musical. The movie. I have never seen the musical. So, but yeah, I've never seen the musical. It'll yeah, the movie really can exist in that little bubble. Yeah, it's a really small bubble. In fact, it starts and ends with the production of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't age well a couple of years after that, for sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So then. Kitty and Artie are, what do they sing? Uh, you can't, you're hiding your love away. Hiding your love like away, that. yeah. Uh, on as, the nose, so yeah, on the nose. As they like sneak around and she has all these notes attached to the ceiling with pencils. And I'm like, how the fuck did she do that? Okay, so I thought about that too. She loaded a pencil into like some sort of gun and <laughs> shot it into the ceiling. That's what I think. But also like in any high school, who wouldn't, what boy or any athletic person wouldn't try and jump to hit it. Even when there wasn't anything there, they just wanted to pop the ceiling tiles. You're absolutely right. Good Lord, if there was an arrow pointing up in my locker, there's no way I'd look at the ceiling. I'd look at the top of my locker. (laughs) Like a fucking idiot. Like a fucking idiot, Alyssa, give yourself some credit. You're absolutely right. You would look above your locker, the top of your locker. That's the logical never, thing. I never see it. I would just be like, Ugh. I would never see anything on the ceiling. There are tears in Alyssa's eyes right now. Really? <laughs> uh, yeah. So this is really strange. And then all of a sudden, Kitty stops showing up presumably i thought this was the same day but i guess it's not because i guess they meet under the stars twice there's two different under the stars notes yeah and then like she doesn't show up to one of them and then she's like waving but then she's waving at brett i'm not waving at you yeah. Oh God, I feel that mortification. Are you was like, so oh, I. you're not waving at me even on your boyfriend in secret. Has everyone here had that experience? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, cool. it's been a while because you're not wearing masks in public. So people don't recognize me, which is really great. I love that. Um, best thing about the pandemic, frankly, <laughs> if we can say there's a best thing about it. So she's clearly like, from what we understand at this point she's doing it because she doesn't want to look uncool Mm -hmm. even though we talked about before the glee club at one point right after nationals was pretty popular like they were cool kids and then all of a sudden that disappeared for like what a day and then yeah it was (laughs) so weird well but so ableist at the end of the day she's embarrassed to be seen dating someone who's in a wheelchair which is yeah. why Tina Ko and Chang, bless her sweetheart, she she like observes, I think it's the waving yeah. scene, right? Mm-hmm. And she's just like, huh. And then she she confronts Artie. But like everyone kind of plays Tina as like, ah, oh, she's so silly and dramatic. But I'm like, Tina's being a good friend. Yeah, yeah. she's seeing this and she's like, no. And she's no. taking it to the team, the people that care about him. Yeah. Too. Yeah. She's like, because she talks to him first. She's like, uh, that's what I thought. Like, that is not okay. You have, where's your self-respect? Mm-hmm. Um, Which like Tina has a right to say something like that, considering that the the Blaine Vapo rape thing. And she had to really learn self-respect <laughs> after that. Yeah. And considering that Artie used to call her woman. Um, 
he doesn't deserve her kindness but she's being a good friend yeah and a good person and like being like that's not okay like you don't because as shitty as already is no one deserves that like right, no one no. deserves to be treated like that indignity and mm-hmm. um so then she brings it to the classroom. This is where I wanted her to see Maxwell Silverhammer. I don't know why, but uh, <laughs> she comes in and she's like, hey guys, something's going on in the team. Kitty is dating Artie, but she's trying to keep it a secret. And Kitty's like, yeah, like, I just like wanted to stay cool. And I have a different caliber of coolness than the people in this room. But like, I was also scared of being hurt because I haven't liked someone like this in a while. Yeah. And it's like, that's bullshit. Like, she's like, yeah, no, I was hiding it. But then she kind of twists it. It's like, oh, it's because I wanted to make sure like he was worth my embarrassment, I guess. And I'm like, you're not making this better, Kitty. She's just making it worse. Yeah. It's, it's so awful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Artie. Everyone's kind of like, and everyone kind of gives Tina shit for it, but like, because they call Tina Cole an agitator. Yes. And I'm like, no, Tina is just looking out for her friends because that is. She's the friend of me. Yeah, Yeah. I don't know why she got the bad end of the deal on this one. Like, it should have been Kitty. Yeah, they should have been like, Kitty, how could you? No, because Glee is like, yes, this is okay to do to people behind Kitty. Yeah. It's okay to, you know, if you want to see if you want to date okay. someone who I mean, isn't she apologizes. As cool as Which is good. I'm glad. But also... Is that why it's okay? Because she apologized? Kitty should have lost Artie for this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Artie yeah. should have been like, you know what? Tina pointed out that that's not right. And I was blinded because you're like pretty and stuff. But like, no, you shouldn't treat me that way. And yeah. like go like turn away and like you know and kitty should have to like be like oh like i'm a bad person kitty is a bad person who never gets like marley forgives her for giving her an eating disorder oh my god yeah she like doesn't feel any consequences Mm -hmm. ever and i'm like i got the consequence this time yeah exactly people were like oh she's in a bad mood lately oh god yeah Yeah, let's let's talk talk about about that. that bullshit yeah, because yes, this is please. the end of the, the Cardi thing. How does how does that make her feel better? And she was like at the end, like I really needed this. Like what what a nope. date? Nope. nope. A prom, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Exactly. I'm so, so confused. I'm well, here's what the, the Grilly writers have never actually interacted with a teen girl who wasn't a teenager in 1953. Um, <laughs> so like what happens is this is after the Kitty Artie thing, right? Yeah. The, okay. It's like halfway so through Blaine, the episode, this becomes a storyline. Blaine gets together with Ryder, Jake, and Sam. Yes. And Blaine's like, oh, like. It's like she's an intervention sh- meeting. He's like, yeah, one of our without own become the person a- who needs an intervention. One of our own. like the way you plan an intervention. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. I see what you mean. He's like, one of our own has become a sad, bitter, bitter, angry person. And they're like, oh, that'd be Tina. Yeah. All and, of them. And but then, how is her standing up for a friend bitter? I don't know. It makes I no sense. It. I, because, yeah. After, after, like, in the middle of that, she, Blaine's like, yeah, I saw her 
in the too young to be bitter club. And she was the only one. And they do, um, a quick take to that. And she's like stuffing her face with like donuts or something, which Mm -hmm. Colin and I were pretty sure was disbanded. Yeah, season. they disbanded it after the city Hawkins when and she said so she was means, in love with Blaine. So she just restarted it because she's so bitter. But you can't actually do with only one person. You need like a you faculty advisor. Yeah, you would think. So that happens, and then at one point, someone's like, "Well, yeah, clearly it's Blaine's fault," but nothing comes of that. Yeah, it was a throwaway line because it's yeah. not Blaine's fault. It's, yeah, because Tina was in love with Blaine and she kind of sexually assaulted him. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they're like, we'll fix whatever mess you made, Blaine. Um, and they Which say- I was so upset. Like, fix the mess that Blaine made. Fix fix the mess, Tina's Women are messes mess? to be fixed. No! <laughs> no, Colin! <laughs> they should have sit, sang something for My Fair Lady again. <laughs> Oh God. Um, so like, okay. This is okay, because they say Artie, this is the only storyline I care about because it makes me so mad. Um, they say that she broke up, she broke up with Artie, right? Yeah. No, then, Artie broke up with her because she was faking her stutter. No, then he but says, then Artie sang that Britney song, remember, and he was mad at Tina. Tina broke up with Artie. So then they're wrong. I think she the men did. have it wrong. Yeah. She broke up with Artie to be with Mike Chang. Better and then choice. Mike Chang apparently, uh, I almost said fired her, <laughs> uh, broke up with her because she wasn't Asian enough. And one of the guys is like, is that true? Is that why you did it? And Sam was like, yeah, I think so. I'm like, uh, we never really got to find out why they broke up. I'm guessing it's probably something normal, like, like because long distance. they're long distance now. Yeah, that was kind of the thing. And also, I mean, she did commit fraud by applying to the schools for him, uh, using True. his name, True. possibly filling out his FAFSA. I mean, she has a social security number. I mean, Tina is a mess, and I think she needs some help, but it's not because she's bitter. It's because she has some boundary issues. She's a, a talking to. I love a messy bitch. It's why I loved watching Never Have I Ever. It's why I love The Little Mermaid. Love it. You know, I I just love it. It's like, especially like, because teenagers are messy. Like Tina is the only Mm -hmm. one half the time that acts like a real teenager. It's like, even Tina. um, Because she's like, doesn't know how to be a person. And you're like, (laughs) I didn't when I was 16. (laughs) Yeah. So that... So they have this meeting and they're like, ah, like we know what we're going to do. And what they do is the dumbest thing. I don't understand how this is supposed to be helpful, but they basically set up the stage in the auditorium to be like what it looked like when the Beatles were on TV back in the sixties, like when they first came on the scene with like the raised platforms, they're doing their jams. Also, uh, something I realized, uh, Blaine, um, Darren Chris is left-handed. He was playing the guitar left-handed. Oh, everyone else is playing it like this. He was playing it like this. Interesting. So I, yeah. But anyway, I was too um, busy being like, "What the fuck is happening?" I zoned out of that part. I was like, "Okay, I get what's happening. They're doing something totally crazy." And then I was like, "Black and white." Like it was. Yeah, that was weird. Like I understand why they did it, but like 
also everyone was dressed up a pair okay they made tina, tina said, had, why did you make me wear this i had to pull out a grease costume i was like okay that was not in greece that literally was like that was a 60s outfit greece takes place in the 50s so that's not accurate but anyway but like yeah they they're sitting there like the girls are like it's all the girls in in glee club mm-hmm. pretty sure all of them and then they're like being the audience while these guys play yeah and they're totally done. freaking out well that's like a homage to how the women were with the yeah Beatles. the yeah but Beatlemania. that doesn't mean i like it anymore but it's just like then they're done and tina's like oh wow awesome and then blaine's like yeah so like we wanted to do this because you know we saw you were kind of down and we wanted to he said we're all the single guys and then jake's like i'm not single and i'm like neither is blaine not only is he gay but he just got back together with kurt like 10 minutes ago so that leaves two people so I was like, this doesn't make sense. And Tina's like, oh, guys, thank you so much. I'm fixed. And I'm like, I needed that. Ew. Well, it's, I was telling Alyssa, like, this show has a long, a long and inglorious tradition of men singing at women, which part of it is a side effect of it being a musical show. But the fact that it's always the same gender dynamic, like, always is what gets to me. And like, that they're like, oh, Tina just needed attention from boys and she just needed a prom date. And I'm like, my storyline is that Tina should have been like Artie, like talk to Artie and then be like, you know what? I need to stand up for myself more. And what I want is a normal drama-free prom with one of my friends, Sam. Let's go to prom together and have a good time. There you go. Mm-hmm. But that's yeah. not... That's not condescending. Yeah. I'm going to make one adjustment to that and say that she doesn't go with Sam. She goes with one of the girls. Oh, mm. boom. I like that idea better. It's slightly more realistic from my own experience, but. Let's see. Ooh, it could be like a girl pack with Unique. And I'm trying to think of who else is in that group now. Sugar. Because Brittany's gone. Sugar. Oh, yeah. Sugar and uh, Dreads Um, both missing in action. um, The person who didn't get any lines that I'm blanking on their name. Marley? Marley! But Marley's with Jake. Oh, true. Although, it could be interesting if they just decided in solidarity not to go with the men. Mm -hmm. I like that idea. I think that would also make a really solid episode. Yeah, it'd be fun. It's a fun. It could be teaching the boys that like girls don't need their men, and they can do stuff on their own. Need girls to go to prom? Yeah, everyone goes. Everyone can learn a great lesson here. And they sing Destiny's Child, jumping, jumping. I think that's. That's. I think that's coming. What would you say? And it's not in that context. (laughs) I think it's in this season. That song, jump and jump. That's jumping. a bummer. Oh. Um, Ladies, if you're yeah. a man at home, club yeah. is full of ballas and their back is full grown. Um, so, yeah, so we get that. And she's like, I'm going with Sam because he's the least Asian and he's the least gay, which only makes sense if you know that Darren Chris is part Filipino. Yeah, like half. <laughs> but like his, his mom is literally Filipino. Isn't. Um, yeah. So it doesn't make sense. 
And I'm like, Ryder is neither gay nor Asian. He's boring no. as fuck. I wish yeah. he was like, I know a Sam because Ryder's boring as fuck. And then he could be like, hey. <laughs> and he's like, go do that. But she does that. She says that because she's like, I'm trying to break up obvious patterns. And I'm like, okay. Like, is that was your problem. Tina, you've dated like three people in your life. You are 17 years old. You don't have a pattern yet. <laughs> that's a good point yeah um so hated that um let's talk about blurt um really zooming through these storylines that's how there's like so little there yeah it's just it's just empty it's kind of like an elephant ear or a funnel cake it's just just air in the dough (laughs) bringing it back that's a callback people (laughs) yeah uh so they're sitting kurt is having a picnic at a school he does not attend Um, that was that was odd and then uh he (laughs) is like what song do that he's like i'm never gonna blend like i'm never gonna cheat on you again and kurt's like i'm gonna make you sign a thing that oprah has on her website yeah the no cheating contract or whatever um can we talk about for one gotta get you in my life or something like that yeah the picnic basket i missed it the picnic it was a very nice picnic it was insane like i would not expect that from a fully grown man who has a job right so where did they get the money Uh, he did he used to go to private school, so I guess he has that money that he got from switching That's to a public true. school. That's true. And then Kurt's dad is um, a senator. Yeah, or yeah. representative or whatever. It was extravagant. I'm going to use that word, and yeah. I mean it in the, the full worst sense. way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is weird that, okay, also, if we think about timeline, this is like March or April. I don't know. I feel like it would be raining outside in Ohio, just going to say. I mean, we've already discussed how the fact that there's an outdoor courtyard is completely ridiculous. In this school in Ohio, but... yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so they, they say, I got to get you into my life because Kurt's like, oh, I'm done having you sing to me. And he blows the whistle and the band comes out. And I'm like, Kurt is not going to this school. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, because first, um, Blaine's like, I am going to do everything I can. I wrote I already put together a number and then Kurt's like actually I did it and I was like this is the gayest thing ever (laughs) I was like this is literally like what people probably think gay people are like because of glee and this kind of media just like of course they would they would they would do this they yeah. would both plan numbers for each other and it was like and also it happens to be the same number like that's how i understood it that like somehow their two performances collided or mm-hmm. am i just reading into that i thought I that too because yeah. he started singing backup and then also singing singing and i think blaine was conducting part of the band and kurt ended up leading in another part of the band it was really weird or like he got he got cut off by a part of the band that came down and I thought that was that was Blaine's group of the band. And if here's the thing though, if gays are gonna do a number, it's gonna be Rain on Me by Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande. It's not well, gonna be this Beatles song. Or if it's if it has to be a Beatles song, it's not gonna be this song, I don't think. 
Yeah. It's all the Beatles songs they chose are super on the nose. Like they wrote backwards from all of these songs. Oh yes, of course. Yeah. So they do this number, they're back together. Then Blaine and kiss in front of everyone. It was the scene where Blaine was wearing a lot of yellow. One of two scenes. scenes. (laughs) Let's be very clear. That's one of two scenes. One of them. Um, But yeah, this is, and they like make out in front of like the whole school, which I was surprised by. I I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, it's Satanic Assaults on America, obviously. Um, Yeah, 100%. uh, So then uh Blaine announces they're gonna get engaged and everyone's like awkward and Sam's like no not to the whole school to the glee club to the glee club yes yes. (laughs) and he's like uh no good gay marriage this is great we love it yeah he's like everyone get up yeah woo gay marriage good and I was like look at that look at that ally go Um, except it his reaction didn't really make sense to me i guess he could have done a full 180 but before he was talking about how he didn't think that they should get married because they're too young but then he went to the rings he went to the rings i mean he did i remember that happening but it's still like like a normal person i don't think would have like a full complete 180 in that direction yeah these are glee characters (laughs) yes that's true (laughs) normal person does not even come close um (laughs) Yeah, so then uh, those end people are like, uh, and then he's like, we're going to get all the Glee clubs to get together um, for this proposal to show that if these cutthroat show choirs can come together, the world can come together and love and accept people. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so I I was going to do this earlier, but I'm going to do this right now. Okay, so let's talk about these schools, right? We've talked about previously how where Blaine used to go and also Kurt used to go um, the Warblers, they are in Westerville. Okay. Westerville It's by Columbus. Okay. So we're going to go to Google maps and we're going to type in. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because this happens not only during a school day, but before the sun goes down in March or April. Okay. So Lima, Ohio directions. Okay. So wait, other way. Here we go. Uh, this would be the perfect time for use uh, Google Maps, Ryan. Just do it. Westerville, Ohio. Cool. Okay. So that is an hour and 41 minutes to li- from Lima to Westerville. Now, I think vocal adrenaline was in the Akron area. Yeah. Okay. So, so actually, they go to Akron f- first yeah they go to akron westerville and then wherever the deaf school is i don't i don't remember where that one is like what the actual physical location is so let's just let's just see okay that is a four hour and 16 minute drive without stopping and having to do a performance having to talk to everyone and be like hey help i need somebody (laughs) this is not logical at all it's it it made me so mad because literally it is as simple as pull up google maps ryan do this montage have a couple like changes of clothes so we can see it takes place over different days something give us a little more reality anyhow yeah they sing help and i was like see this whole time i was thinking like i feel like you could do a good story with the beatles music but then I remember Across the Universe is a movie, and that movie made like no goddamn sense. I <laughs> love that movie. It's a fun movie. It is. 
And also I think like a lot of the covers are really good. Like I still listen to them, but yeah, I'm just going to say it. I won't, I won't listen to any of these Glee covers because they're not no. good. Mm-mm. Yeah. The thing is the music was like fine because it was the Beatles, but none of the covers were like, oh, this is a standout. Yeah. Some of them were mind shattering. Honestly, yeah. none of them were anything to me. <laughs> like as soon as Rachel started singing yesterday, Lyle's like, she's ruining the song. Yeah. Uh, no Daffy Duck. Because mm. like, we, well, also because like we had recently watched um, yesterday, the movie um with uh, ed sheeran ruining the world um, oh yes fun fun a, a much a much much better use of the music frankly uh that always my favorite quote from a youtuber that was reviewing my amazon cinderella movie if i went to a ball that was playing ed sheeran that would not be the ball for me <laughs> <laughs> yeah i would just go home yeah <laughs> um so okay so then Bert is driving Kurt to uh, to the airport, but then they're like, but "We're taking these back roads." And Kurt's like, "You're taking me to my secret proposal. That's why I wore this blue He's paisley suit." To the airport, yeah, not from the airport. To the no, airport, no, no. yeah, because Kurt He's is the end. leaving. Like Kurt She's is supposed to miss leave his flight. Thank you. I thought that too. I was like, what do you mean you're taking back roads? She took a pause. She took, she took a dramatic I was like, pause. I, I literally was like, if you're going to the airport, you're taking back roads. Okay, I guess. But then like, and then Kurt's like, my secret proposal is like, what do you mean secret? Po- How do you know that? And then I was like, wait a second. He has a flight to catch. Yep. It made no goddamn sense. Also, and he was calm about missing it. Yeah. Well, he didn't even think about it. Maybe he didn't buy it. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe, maybe Bert booked it and then end up moving it. But anyhow, uh, besides the point, because where are they going? Because to me, I thought they went to um, Dalton. Yes. It was Dalton. That's it was what the Dalton. set was. Yeah. That's in Westerville. Why? Why would they drive? Because I'm pretty sure there's an airport in Lima. They could go to Toledo. Toledo's like 30 minutes away. So here's what happened. Everyone's so surprised that Kurt actually like it figured this out. But what happened was he had a flight, then noticed that it got canceled and moved to the next day. And then he was in the car driving away from the airport and probably put everything together. That's why he but- wore that blue paisley suit changed in the car i but how did he get the like oh it's gonna be a proposal like it could have been literally anything it could have been another surprise bert has cancer moment like how did he put together the proposal Mm. like that's a lot of context missing could it it go because they just got back together two days ago but could it go back to with the foreshadowing from last season um back to when um Darren Christ, I forgot his name. Bl- uh, Blaine Blair. Yeah. Yes, Blaine. Okay. Uh, when he says, "I have something," could that have been mm. the thing he was going to do? He's going to propose <sighs> then. But since Kurt cut him off, this is you know getting a little crazy. Wait. But- so are oh. you pitching that he was going propose at school at the school during that picnic? Yes. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. So since Ooh. he didn't get to do his thing, he was like, oh, 
there's this is the thing but how he knew it was the proposal is what i don't know but it was a thing right so he's looking forward to a thing from him yeah it makes yeah. i don't know i just feel like there's not enough context for kurt to make Nothing that makes sense but yeah so then they're there rachel and Santana are there mercedes, so is mercedes. Is there. yeah uh, i love her hair by the way good hair mike change. chang absent yeah, uh, mike chang's absent um <laughs> All these people who have never gone to school at the same time as Kurt are there. Um, and then also <laughs> kids in groups that probably Vocal Adrenaline has probably all aged out of when he competed with them, I would yeah. think. Mm-hmm. So they're all new people. Well, because yeah. also Vocal Adrenaline is full of 30-year-olds who have been constant seniors. I mentioned uh, to Colin during that scene that I really just wanted to know what was going on with Jesse. Like... Honestly, he's the only character I'm still attached to. And we haven't yeah, seen Jesse him in the coach of vocal adrenaline. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, we didn't see their coach. We saw the deaf school's coach. Um, and then Dalton doesn't have a coach. On the note of the deaf school, they literally went to the deaf school and then started singing at them rather oh. than immediately uh-huh. using sign language. Please, yes, I right. need some help. Help me. Like what i'm so sorry but if you go to a deaf school you have to like automatically be thinking over enunciate and also maybe use some sign language that's a really good point how did they know that they were supposed to sing that song Mm -hmm. that's a great point but i thought you were going to be like wow i can't believe the glee club just interrupted them because that's a thing that they did back in what season (laughs) Season one one. imagine (laughs) cullen did you hear that gal gadot was like i'm really sorry for doing imagine with all the other celebrities yeah she i mean i think she was like yeah i could see that was pretty tone deaf but then she like blamed Kristen wig for it (laughs) (laughs) because at the time i think either they were finishing filming filming. wonder woman and she'd come up with the idea gal gadot and then she like told kristen wig kristen wig i think she was like yeah like i can get other people to help us out and she like did it so gal gadot like (laughs) threw her under the bus it's it sounds pretty great. It was my idea, glad. but this person made it happen. So it's their fault. So it's actually their fault and you should be getting her apology. <laughs> uh, but that just uh, that was just like a very early era of the pandemic. And um, they sing love, love, love with all the groups and they propose on the same place where Blaine and Kurt met and where they ran down the hallway awkwardly holding hands. That is the only way. reason I knew that this place was Dalton. I thought they were wandering through a random mansion at first. I thought it was Blaine's house. That's why I thought I, it was rich. From the outside, it was like, oh, this is where Blaine lives. Yeah, his parents yeah. do oh, have yeah. money. Yeah. And then the interior kind of gave it away, but I was also still just like baffled by the traveling. Thing. He, um, I mean, he has to have money. Where else can he afford all those mustard pants? Oh, he is wearing a yellow suit jacket, yellow pants, a a blue, a navy blue uh, vest sweater. I think it is horrible. Like it is, like I think I, I almost threw up. And it's horrible for 2013 when this took place. I would also like that to be noted in the records. Yes. <laughs> this was never acceptable. No, no. I don't even think it would have been acceptable back in like the 70s. Like, it's just, 
and also like quickly to go back to the picnic where he's wearing bright yellow pants and bright yellow sunglasses and I was like some of the worst and then next to Kurt who I thought looked like really nice I was like this is weird but not like too weird it's Kurt weird but like I was into it I was like not hippopotamus brooch weird yes but like it was like I could get into it but then next to the yellow suit I, Kurt should have said no because of that been yeah. like you did not coordinate with my outfit how can I trust you to be married to you it was kind of coordinated a little with the blue and blue but it did clash oh that's so many different blues and he he said yeah he said yeah twice not yes yeah Ooh, yeah is different for sure yeah he's like also yeah, whatever do I sense a breakup coming I also literally I would never want this to happen to me. And this proposal because it sucked. Yes, one, it sucked. I did not like it. Two, it's in front of a bunch of people, some of whom are strangers, some of whom we you barely know, and others who like you're close to. And there's just so much pressure to say, yeah, I guess yeah. to put in curse words. <laughs> and like I would never want this. And I I feel like Kurt would be into something like this because he is into grand gestures, but like the fact that they just got back together a couple days ago, like Blaine had relentlessly pursued him, even though Kurt was like, no, like, I don't want to do this right now. No, Kurt would come home and hook up with him. That's I don't blame true. Blaine for pursuing, pursuing him. Yes. No, but Kurt was not interested in a relationship and Whatever. his penis was saying something else. But what I'm saying is it just none of this makes sense if he's not interested in the commitment, why he would say yes. It's like so in, in Kurt's position, said, like yeah. why would you why like he would not want this at this time? It just makes no sense. Well and he's probably saying yeah because like kind of has to. I don't understand why Blaine would want to propose. Because Blaine is a love bot. Blaine is a love to bot. not be a love bot. <laughs> They've also, they were talking about Adam, who mysteriously disappeared last season yes. out of nowhere. Uh, maybe Blaine put a hit out on him. We don't know. But, like, I don't know. I just feel like the the surrounding, like, context of this proposal is, like, one person is super gung-ho and the other person is super not interested in commitment right now. Like they honestly should be taking it slow to rebuild their relationship. Yeah. All around bad decisions. Also Sebastian is there who put yeah. rock salt in Blaine's eye. <laughs> I forgot. But meant it for Kurt. So weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyways, that's the end of that. Let's I, I want to be done with this episode. Let's talk about Sue. Um, yeah, which Sue, is a short one. Sue's back. They explain that Becky has a month-long suspension for bringing a gun to school. Um no mention of um counseling though, which I think is needed. Yes. They really gloss over that whole thing. It's kind of unfortunate. Yeah, because Sue later on is like, I can't wait to bring Becky back to be my Becretary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh yeah. Um she's gonna fire that woman. 
Madonna, who is a saint. She is an angel, apparently. I'm like, a woman is losing her income for a high school student? That woman (sighs) needs to retire and like build her savings. Yeah. I don't care what happens. She had time. (laughs) So basically, we have a voiceover from Sue. She's walking in. And then we also have like flashbacks of her (laughs) breaking in in the most stereotypical way with like uh, a dark cap and she's got this um, the flashlight in her mouth and she's like breaking into the office and she plants every type of terrible crime i guess or i guess indecency because there's like porn mags gay porn mags gay foot porn um, mags gay foot porn mags um a polygamist marriage uh certificate um selling to school land for fracking and a Mm -hmm. signed copy of mein kopf which killed me i but like it's such overkill and it's these like weird moments with sue that i'm like oh yes like i remember this show is glee and then everything else around it happens and i was like is this the same show none of the things we actually listed or that were talked about are illegal it's not illegal but it's indecent and inappropriate for a um a principal to have that and polygamy is illegal Polygamy is illegal. Um, in all 50 states? Are there not some states where polygamy well, is Well, like I don't know thing? about Utah or like Arizona. Thank you. More research, yes. Okay. But yeah, like, it's none of it's illegal, but it, I feel like it's also enough that he would not be allowed to work at the school. Correct. So I understand him getting fired. What I don't understand is why he's taken away by police officers. You're right. None of it's illegal, but the stuff with like the porn mags, like that would be like, you're not allowed to work in a school. Yeah. Ex- yeah. But then like, they keep him as a janitor. Yeah. Correct. Like that means like that makes no sense. They just want, now they're putting this Sue Figgins rivalry. And I literally was like, I don't care. Yeah. Well, it's also this heavy classism of the farthest you can go is a janitor. And she's like, Janitor Figgins has a quiet dignity to it. And as someone who's worked for rich liberal white people who talk down to their person of color, help and maintenance staff and accuse them of stealing and treat them like shit, it was super uncomfortable. That's when I said, Mm -hmm. we deserve to be taken off of Netflix because like Hollywood execs do do this. Yes. And they do treat their, their, not all of them, but yeah. And they treat their staff poorly and and like they're lesser and I'm like this is really gross like Mm -hmm. being a janitor deserves as much dignity as any other job and then it's a very important job and it's not easy and she's like throwing meat slush around she also refers to his deep ethnic musk yeah she said that she wants to tear down the office to remove his deep ethnic musk and i was like like there are segments of this storyline that i'm like yes this is funny like the fact that she broke in and planted all this stupid stuff to get him fired but then it evolves into something very very heinous and it's devolves very very good point yes (laughs) yeah it's and there's also a moment where like uh 
Will and uh, Roz are in the office and basically Sue's like, I'm not going to fire you. Although we should talk about all the things that Roz comes clean about to Will. She like um, credit card fraud, like an old lady may have chased for her condo. She stole the lot. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, this is bananas. Like, it's funny, but I'm also like, it's kind of racist. Yeah, uh, kind of like a lot. And also, yeah. If you did any of those things, there is no way you're just going to spill yeah like and that's the other thing is like it's crazy that like she like admits that to will but then she's like you guys aren't gonna get fired you just i just want win. you guys to be winners right is this the rehash of what we've seen before yeah she yeah. was Nothing she was principal new. before and she's interim principal right now but like when she was principal before isn't it because she like poisoned figgins or something yeah i don't remember <sighs> and i don't care i, just, I don't know Sue's antics have gotten really boring to me. I'm like, who lets this racist lady run around? Like, oh, yeah. Also, speaking of racist, she basically is like, she basically makes a comment. I don't remember exactly what it is, but she's like, you're clearly a person whose hair could not be furthest from the color blonde. Like, basically oh, pointing God. at her race. And I'm like, who? Is that supposed to be funny? Roz. Mm-hmm. Oh. Who says that to Roz? What it's like, yeah. I was, ugh. Like I said, like there's are segments that's kind of funny, and then it's just like, ugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of her antics I do enjoy, but when you're so right about this is like the whole of Clee, right? That we've been talking about. But like they're woke, but then they do completely unwoke shit of racism ableism it's like having really good bread like really good bread that has mold growing on it yeah and here's the thing is that i'm someone who would cut off the mold and eat the bread right yeah (laughs) but cut out the bad parts that's what the glee boot is all about Right. We're cutting, cutting off the bad the parts. Yeah. And we're going to have this delicious sourdough or marble rye, whatever your favorite bread is, we're making it for you. That goes for only three or four seasons. So and it's going to be doesn't happen. Yes. And it's going to be delicious and there's going to be no mold. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. Like, it's they're having their cake and eating it too because if we're I mean we keep joking about the woke culture thing but like to an extent there is like like we say they try to combat some of these issues but then they use those issues unabashedly in the content both to make fun of it but also to use it as a device and also to use it because the show's just being racist. Like the fact that like Mercedes only comes back for a couple different things. And a lot of the storylines she's had specifically have to do with her race or like she's become a diva, her weight. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. picks on things about people. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying, except for the fact that, yes, there's a lot of mold and it needs to be cut off. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, question. Did we ever get a consensus on polygamy? Oh, um, so, okay, so on polygamy, that's a great question. Um, so it says that it's 
outlawed in like all federal territories. And then in the states, there are laws preventing it, i.e. you can't have more than one legal co-current marriage license. But you know, it didn't say that it was Sister Wives was a show illegal. It's just, I guess, the way you would go about it. Like, there's uh, got to be a loophole with the way that they phrased it. You got to find someone who's cool with it to sign off on your marriage license, your second or third one or fourth. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kim Davis, as long as it's straight. Wasn't Kim Davis the Secretary of State who wouldn't sign gay marriage licenses? It is, yeah. Kim, well, her name was Kim. I don't know her last name, but Kim. Huh. Yeah. I can't believe I remember. Like her, the memory of her existence just came back to me in this very moment. That's I was interesting. Like, I forgot about that woman. And like Mike, Mike Huckabee, like got her out of prison or something, and she like came out and was like, ah. And she had been married like uh, five and divorced like five times. Mike Huckabee. <laughs> but um, yeah, anyway, that's, that's the consensus consensus on polygamy. Is polygamy specifically man multiple women? Yes, um, because there's not a different by definition. Word. What's there's the, a different word? I don't remember what the word is. But for there's what? a, there's a different word for your like a one one woman, woman and multiple, multiple husbands. Men. Oh, yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, according um, to um the show, oh, what am I for raising hope? It was reverse Mormon. <laughs> uh interesting. <laughs> that was a great episode. Um, yeah, but when you first said consensus on polygamy, I thought you were like asking our opinions, like pro, pro, yay, nay. Uh, I think that's, yeah. I think we're finally done with this shitty episode. Um, that's it, that's it. Yeah, yeah I don't want to talk about it. If there's more, Frankly, I don't want to talk about it. Most of the talking that we did didn't have to do with the episode. We went on lots of tangents. That's fairly true. true. And that's that's honestly how it should be because this episode we gave it more time than it definitely deserved yeah. also let's just talk about it quickly as a season opener so bad boo, such a bad opener boo, boo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah no this would not have made me want to watch episode two three four twenty whatever yeah yeah no uh definitely a filler episode and right at the start of a season not a good sign yeah mm-hmm. yeah the fact that a main storyline was about kitty and Artie. Already, I, wish like... you guys, I wish you guys nothing but luck with the <laughs> episodes <laughs> yes pray for us <laughs> uh, so that brings us to this is a tina time 11 i thought 10 10 or 11 yeah at this point, I think we might need to start counting Marley's lines too, just in case. Oh, Lord. <laughs> You're going to write her off the show and we won't even notice. She changed her hair too. She dyed it. Didn't notice. She's <laughs> a little Guess... blonde in it now, right? What? Is there more blonde? No, she went darker. Okay. Fascinating. Does she also have bangs? No. I don't, so. I don't oh, think so. I imagine that. I think I imagined it too because I I nodded my head yesterday. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'm mashing her and Rachel maybe, together. Maybe, maybe during the like '60s girl like thing, she did like. One oh of- yeah, yeah, she had like oh, yeah. strange. Yeah. yeah, no bangs, long dark hair. Definitely trying to turn her into a Rachel. Rachel. Rachel 2.0. Mm-hmm. 
So that means the next step is blonde highlights. You're right, Cullen. Yes. And fringe, <laughs> some bangs. So uh, let's talk MVPs and LVPs. Natalie, least valuable player is your least favorite character. Least valuable character, it's always going to be Rachel. I'm just going to say that right now. <laughs> Valid. I didn't even think of one. Honestly, I think I'm going to go with maybe Will because he, he literally <laughs> didn't do anything and he just let these kids run the week. Also, he didn't reprimand any of them for not doing a performance assignment in class, like in the choir room. They didn't do that. And that's a thing they're supposed to do and they didn't. He was, he was just so not a teacher. Will is like barely a character at this point. Which I'm yeah, glad for, yeah. but also like he should at least do the bare minimum of what his character is supposed to do in this world mm. is keep pity from saying crazy shit to people that was the thing that i was most surprised about watching this episode coming from season two i was like he's done nothing <laughs> yeah. yeah except for him introducing like the plot and yeah. then uh, also him going to the office and being like, oh no. And then he was at the proposal, but didn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. When Blaine was pitching the proposal, she was just behind the piano, like, huh, all my this students are doing so my job for me. Interesting. I'm going to collect a paycheck. <laughs> to a 17 year old and a 19 year old are going to get married. Again, another teen couple coming out of my room. Great. I must be a great influence. Mm -hmm. Alyssa? I'm gonna go with Kitty for being an absolute oh. terrible person and like mm -hmm. trying to date someone under the table. Yeah, I was gonna go with Kitty for a too. For horrible reason. Yeah, for <laughs> bad reasons. Like if you're doing it because you want to hide it from their husband or something, which like isn't a great reason, <laughs> but like understandable. Uh, <laughs> like that, I just, I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. Nope, no on Kitty for me. And uh, MVPs, Natalie, who's your favorite character? Oh, they, that's a good one. I'm gonna say Tina for this episode just because of her handling of that situation. Um, and uh, just yeah, I, th I thought she was she was invaluable to this episode, yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> so I hadn't thought of an LVP, but for my MVP, I wrote Mr. Fantastic and Carlisle Cullen, because why not? Because they existed. Alyssa? Uh, um, I'm going to go with Kurt, because this is the first episode we realized he has precognition. <laughs> <laughs> that was not the answer I was expecting, but I love it. That was great. Um, I'm going with Tina, too. Uh I, I just love Tina and I think the fact that the show hates her so much only makes me love her more. It's like, I love her in defiance. Yeah. <laughs> the show wants me to root for Rachel. I'm like, no, I root for Tina. That's why I don't like Rachel is because I, they want it so bad. They're so well, thirsty for it. Not only that, but Rachel's not really an underdog. She never really has been, except yeah. for maybe a little bit in the first season when we were like rooting for her to like, not completely be ostracized i guess maybe that was a thing we were rooting for i don't yeah. remember at this point yeah she was First an underdog season. in season one yeah, yeah definitely. she's bullied a lot 
Yeah. Yeah. But then I think honestly, it turned when she sent Sunshine Corazon to a non-active crack house. First episode of season two. That's a big turn. And then she sent Coruscant in response to it. Said, won't regret what I did for love. And then like, at that point, like she's not an underdog. She's just an asshole. Mm -hmm. But Tina remains an underdog the whole time. Yeah. Now this is interesting because American audiences love an underdog. It seems that they love underdogs so much, they're willing to jump ship onto different characters who are in fact underdogs Mm. rather than root for the person who isn't anymore. Yeah, the protagonist who was supposed to be an underdog. But honestly, once she starts bullying the other underdogs, you're like, "Mm, I'm going to go with the actual underdog. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Take uh, that, Ryan Murphy. All right. Um, songs. There was a lot this week. None of it was that memorable. Um, no Yellow Submarine, though. I was disappointed. We had Yesterday, Drive My Car, Guys Get You Into My Life, You Gotta Hide Your Love Away, Help, A Hard Day's Night, You Saw Her Standing There, and All You Need Is Love. Mm-hmm. The Katy Perry version. No. Wow, that was a lot. Natalie, what was your least favorite song? Yesterday. Mm. Yeah, I have uh, two, and they're both Cardi songs. Drive my car, and you've got to hide your love away. I don't like these songs. I think at all to begin with. Didn't like the cover. Didn't like the context. Yeah, Alyssa. I think I'm gonna go with I saw her standing there, which is the one where the boys mm. all dressed up as the Beatles and mm-hmm. performed for the girls. And I don't really remember the song, but I remember really hating the context and the whole fixing Tina thing and Mm. the girls freaking out over these boys who are trying to fix Tina. Like, it was just not good. It was not good for me. Yeah. Um, I think my least favorite was Gotta Get You Into My Life. Um, I think because I'm... Like, if Kitty and Artie are boring me, I'm like, whatever, I don't care. But Blaine is usually entertaining. Yeah. So when Blaine is boring, I'm like, you really missed it. Like, That's why they put him in all yellow, because he was so boring this episode. <laughs> They're like, mm. he needs to stand out. Yeah. Mm. I thought I thought Hannah was implying that yellow was a boring color. No. No, no like, to counteract yeah, Blaine was boring. Yellow is very bright and energetic. So they're like, you have to wear this because you're going to be the most boring person you've ever been on the show. Okay. And Darren Chris is like, all right, you've said enough. It's like an mm-hmm. offset. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite song was All You Need Is Love. Uh, I thought it was decently done. And um, I do love a proposal, even if it's not the way I would have done it. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, I also picked uh, All You Need Is Love. It's decent, yeah. Which is not a good good place to start for a season opener. Mm. I also went with All You Need Is Love, mostly because it's a song that got stuck in my head after the episode ended and they very, very specifically put it at the end of the episode for that reason. Yeah. Um, But it was also just kind of fun to watch all of the people that they brought together and like wander through this enormous, what I thought was a house is actually Dalton. Um, It was was an hour and 15 minutes away from Lima. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Never forget. (laughs) Never. I'm going with help because Um, I was 
entertained by the changing of locations. It was a pretty low bar. I'm like, oh, yeah. new colors, new people, fun. Yeah. <laughs> it, I think it's because these are the two songs that had like, I was going to say the most energy, but I guess Drive My Car had a lot of energy, but like the energy was like chaotic and not in a good way. Whereas like help was chaotic in kind of a fun way. Yeah. Yeah. So that is the music. That is our episode. Natalie, thank you so much for coming on. We hope you had fun. <laughs> Thanks for having me. This was awesome. Where can our audience find you on social media? Yeah. Um, so on Instagram, I'm at Natalie Naya Hansen. Naya is N-I-A. Um, and on TikTok, I'm Natalie Naya H. Blow that up. <laughs> you can follow Gleeboot on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. We are at Gleeboot Pod. You can also find us on Tumblr, gleebootpod.tumblr.com. And you can follow me on Instagram at a.m.swearingen. I've been doing a lot of drawings lately. So, ooh. Feast your eyes. I. That was the weirdest thing I've ever done. <laughs> we should uh, clip that and put that up. Um, I am. I'm considering a social media rebrand as I consider my podcasting future now that we're in the last year of Glee Boot. Um, yeah. So, and your boy Ryan just, I love him. But I don't know if that's where I want to be taking my social media direction. Mm -hmm. um, but for now, you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at your boy Ryan ninety nine, and YouTube. YouTube at your boy Ryan. I'm already posted... thinking about that rebrand. <laughs> yeah, I haven't even posted a video since my Adele versus Peppa Pig. But yeah, ah, classic. Tune in next week for another week of Beatles for an episode called Tina in the Sky with Diamonds. Oh, God. Oh, no. Okay. Which will have a shout out to a story that Hannah has a lot of investment in. Uh -huh. I'm invested. <laughs> in this story as it exists outside of Glee. Oh, interesting. In this novel well, slash movie slash musical. Interesting. Well, I can't wait to to watch this because I'm going to be surprised. I'm chomping at the bit. Can't <laughs> wait to watch episode two. <laughs> all right. Thank you guys for sticking with us for all this time. Welcome to season five. We eat this garbage for you. You're welcome. Bye. 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 Bye.